Grab a glass, grab a seat. It's two margaritas with Matt. Kitchen, kitchen, over and over again. <laughs> like somebody was using a calculator. Basically, yeah. <laughs> It's like, are you doing your taxes? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? It is tax season right now. It is, it is tax season. <laughs> Dustin Helton, the Rev. How's it going? You're joining me for a nice cold drink. Yes. I am again enjoying a nice Cayman Jack margarita. Not sponsored by them. Yeah. I don't think I ever will be, but it's delicious. What do you have there on the screen? We're doing a little Taco Tuesday margarita style Ooh. beer from a... 11 Below Brewing in Houston, Texas. So That's like a combo? That's like a margarita taste, it's, but it's, it's a beer? Yeah, yeah, if you've ever had like uh, a Gosa kind of beer where it's like kind of sour, but not, it's kind of what it is. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So it's, it's basically a beer that's flavored like margarita. Oh, man. That is right up my alley. Big frosty one. Yeah. You know, Rev, before I get to know you a little bit better, as is tradition, two episodes <laughs> into something that never existed before. I have a box here of 200 questions. And uh, I'd like to know, would you like one from the middle and uh, beginning? Or I should say the front, the end, or the middle of this let's, fancy little box? Let's go with the front. Go with the front. All right. The Rev, Dustin Helton. <laughs> what was the best vacation you ever took? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Um, the best vacation you ever took. That's tough, man. That's that's tough. I got to think of it two different ways because the best vacation I, I did with my daughter and my wife was going to Disney World this past uh, this past summer. I mean, and that's that was fun for all the reasons you think it's fun. It's fun to have for you know for an eight year old girl to run around and be a princess and do all that stuff. Um, if I think vacation that was like a an adult vacation. Um, a group of my friends and I went to Ireland back in 2016. We went to, we used the wedding as an excuse to go, but we didn't actually go to the wedding. <laughs> who, who was getting married? Uh, a friend of a friend. We didn't even know. We just knew two people who were in the bridal party. And we were like, ah, let's go. And so we booked. And then I think two weeks before we were going to go, we got drunk at a brunch and convinced two of our friends to book also. And so we left the day after Christmas and went over New Year's and basically rented a, went to Dublin, rented a car, drove around the country, did New Year's in Galway, drove back. It was full of adventure and, you know, people driving on the wrong side of the roads and driving through roundabouts and of going around them. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, just, just, just mischief and Guinness and whiskey and all the, all the good times you could have. What, what, what age did this occur? How how old you have to be in your early twenties or mid twenties for this to happen? Uh, no, I was thirty five. Thirty five. Holy <laughs> moly, <laughs> Rev! I don't even know how old you are now. I would. Are you I'm, your forties? I'm, I'm forty one, which is a past no. your prime number. Yep. You're forty one. Forty one. Past, like I said, past your prime number. I would have put you mid thirties. No, I would have. I would have dropped you right there. Yeah, I'm. I think after, if we include Dallas, I think I'm the fourth oldest out of this group. Because it's yeah. Jamie, it's Dallas, Jamie, I think Chad and me, or Dallas, Chad, Jamie. Somewhere Jamie's a year older than I am. I know that for a fact. Jamie's like the godfather. Yeah. He's the godfather of this whole group. Yeah, that's you know, that's it's 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 funny because uh prepping for the workshop this weekend, Saturday, um, I just stepped and mildly sprained my ankle. <laughs> I texted my coworker and I was like, dude, I was like, I I, I sprained my ankle 
three days before I have to go to a, a workshop where we're standing up for four days, you know, selling stuff. And he was like, what'd you do? I was like, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you, you go on the move, man, dude. Okay. So you're in, you're in sales, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I know I always just think of it as like, you're selling for the oil companies is what mm -hmm. I think of. Um, yeah. But like, What's what's the company you work for? You're traveling all the time. I have you on I, Snapchat. You're always yeah. going around the country. Like, what's yeah, this I, work entail? I work for a very used to be Royal Dutch oil company. If that, okay. uh, they you know they moved out. The, the, basically, I I sell motor oil. I sell Penn's Oil, Quaker State, and Rotella. Um, I sell it to our retail business, and so I'm a business development manager. So anything from WalMarts down to convenience stores. Um, my focus is really um, like selling it with like Amazon and distributors and convenience stores in Napa and Sam's club um, are my big, big things. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun job. I like what I do. Um, you know, the going around traveling is fun. Traveling can be a burden too, but you know, I, I enjoy the customer interactions and I get to, I've gotten to do some really fun things working for this company. You know, they said, I went to Australia because of them, you know, I've been to the Philippines because of them. So, I've gotten to experience a lot with uh, with this company, so yeah, for sure. Enjoy it. A lot of people who are in sales or in in that realm, it's almost like, do you travel or do you not travel? Because like a lot of people won't do sales because of it's way too much. It's a lot yeah. of driving. You know, Kyler yeah. Neal, he drives ton all around Texas. Yeah, yeah. So for like yourself, it's more flight to places in comparison yeah. to driving. Yeah, it's it's flying. So, like for example, I have New Orleans this week, and then in two weeks I have Seattle, and then potentially Vegas, and then the week after is Cleveland, and then in April I go. To, I have like Chicago, and uh, we have a meeting in Arkansas, and so, and I think someone have to go to Dallas to go see a customer. So there's there's a I mean there's a lot of travel. And it's, you know, it's like a day or two trip. This one's a longer one, but um, you know, it, it, before the pandemic happened. I was used to traveling a lot and then, you know, the world stopped and I got right. so used to being home that whenever in 20, I guess our first, my first trip after the pandemic was 2021, I went to LA for four days and that first trip back was just, you know, it, it yeah, after being home for 18 months, I got used to, you know, got used to being home and being around my daughter right, for <laughs> and, sure. then, and then, and then going back out again, it was, it was quite the adjustment and, you know, the way I look at it, it, it does stink to to be away from home a lot. But then I'm also getting the miles and hotel points where I can use them for my family on, you know, on trips. And so that that makes it that makes it worthwhile. And, you know, um, I've, I've always had a love for geography, getting to go around to different parts of the country and go experience different things. I mean, granted, there's some really great trips. There's some really bad trips. Like right. no, no offense to Missouri state fans. Springfield, Missouri is not a fun town to go visit, nor is it a fun <laughs> town to go fly in. Like, I'm sorry, guys, you know, Memphis, Tennessee is a dump. I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest here, you know, <laughs> you're nothing some, if not honest, right? There's, there's some really great places to go to. And then there's Memphis. So you are down in uh, Galveston, right? Yes. Down there in Texas. Yep. How far are you from the beach? Like if, Five blocks. like where you live you're five blocks, five blocks you can walk there yeah so are you are you're not born and raised in texas though are you i moved around as a military rep that's right okay yeah. and what branch what branch was your, your was that your dad or your mom my, my dad okay so you yep. moved all over the place yep 
what brought you and your wife to Texas? Is, is she from the area or was she's it a job? Houston. She's from Houston. Okay. And so we met out at, out at SFA and, um, Oh, SFA love story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We met out there and then, you know, the day that I, I graduated and then she was a uh, semester behind me. And so then she graduated and basically got offered a job in, in, uh, in Houston right off the bat and her, you know, she's from Houston. Um, my mom at times was in Galveston. And we're just like the hell with it. Let's move down to the coast, and that's basically how it's been. So, we've been down here full time now for fourteen years, fifteen years, something okay. like that. So, you know, math is not so <laughs> the big do do math. I think we we I think we were down full time in '09. So, okay, cool. Yeah, yep. You so like my dream spot is Key West. Been there twice with my wife. Mm -hmm. Just love it. Love mm -hmm. the vibe. But you go to Key West and you go on Realtor.com and you're like, sweet, one bedroom, one bath, the whole place is destroyed, nine hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah. What? What is? What's the market down there like in Galveston? It, um, I mean, being so close to the beach. I mean, it was insane the past year and a half, and it's honestly priced people out of living here because we 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 I jokingly called it Gal of Austin because it became oh, like, Austin, like Austin real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, it depends. Here's the thing: the the water here is ugly. Everybody's gonna make fun of Texas Beach. Ask Kyler; he's like, the water is the water there is ugly, and it is. <laughs> but the water was pretty. I couldn't afford to live here. Oh, you know, <laughs> if the water was pretty. My house would be like a couple million dollars. Like, you know, so it's just, it just depends on where you buy and what you buy. You know, the houses on the East end of the Island are, are older. My house is from 1885. Um, 1885. Yeah. And so you put, uh, you get a lot of like, you have to put money in, you know, it, it sort of depends. The further West you go on the Island, the newer the houses are. So it just kind of depends on where you want to go and how, where you want to be. Like, I like where I live because I can walk to the beach or I can walk to the bars. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a good location to, to be at. <laughs> yeah. So it works out for everything. It, uh, I mean, if you can go bar to the beach, I mean, that's not bad at all. No, I mean, um, the island's two miles across. Right. Yeah. Two so. Whoa. Two miles. It's that's two it? mi It's two miles across and then 32 miles length lengthwise. So, um, so Galveston is on an Island. Yes. It's not connected to the, nope. so you like have to drive across a bridge or what? Yeah, well, yeah. obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, revs there's, out there on a the, boat just every day. <laughs> there's three. There's three ways onto the island. Two are via bridge, and then one's a ferry that goes over to the Bolivar Peninsula. And so, whenever there's a hurricane evacuation, that does kind of suck because there's only three ways off the island, and two of them are road, and one of them's a ferry. So, um, yeah. And so, like when you come from Houston, you come across the Big Galveston Causeway, which is like a two and a half mile long bridge. You come in from Brazoria, you come across San Luis Pass, which is not as big of a bridge, and then like I said, there's a ferry. The other way so yeah it's a 64 square mile island for hurricane Ike, there used to be a shirt that said that there was 108 bars and 64 square miles of island and to be fair Whoa. most of the most of those bars were within a 12 mile 12 square mile stretch of the island Jeez. <laughs> so okay so when you think about people in perspective a little bit is this this has got to play a little bit into how joyous you are as a person and a human i mean most people are like i'd love to retire on the beach mm -hmm. i'd love to live where it's warm Mm -hmm. and people always joke what if you could afford an island rev you are like living on an island where mm -hmm. it's warm you got a beautiful wife you got a beautiful daughter i mean not too much to complain about right you're you're a south dakota state celebrity <laughs> you're a youtuber <laughs> i mean this is this is going pretty well right not too shabby i'll say the weirdest part about that is the being a south dakota state celebrity out of anything <laughs> i, I will say it's I will tell you, like, I, I don't know if, if you felt the same thing anytime you've been in Frisco, 
but you know, people came up to me at like when we we're at the local and they're like, You're the rev. I'm like, Yeah, like I really like your show. I got I listened to it because you know the the B team recommended it. And my initial response in my head, I mean, obviously I said thank you and appreciate it, but in my head, I'm like, why are you listening to this? <laughs> like, like, like the, motto you... of the, the motto of the network is why do you listen to us? Yeah, like why aren't you listening to quality broadcasting <laughs> instead? Like, why are you listening to this? Like, like, go talk to Matt Frazee. That's who you want to talk to. I'm just this guy who comes on and talks trash about everybody. So, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, life's good. Living on the beach is, is a lot of fun. Living down here is a fun, a lot of fun. It's a fun town to live for in. sure. Festivals all the time and things like that. And, you know, this has my personality. My thing is life is too short to, to, you got to worry, but life's too short to let, you know, bad stuff hang over your head for too long. For sure. So you got to, I mean, you got one, you got one shot at it unless you believe in reincarnation. So um, you might as well, you might as well do, you know, do what you can and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, man, I think I had a mini, I think I had a mini midlife crisis when we, we lost our dog, Charlie, this last year in June. I think that was like the first time perspective hit me a little bit and I'm 33. So I like to joke I'm one third of the way done, but (laughs) at, at best. Right. But that, that was, I remember like the vet bills for Charlie, like his last two years hits hit Allison. And you'd almost like look at the budget and finances and think like, you know, it's going to suck to lose them, but it's going to open up this much money. And you're kind of going down like, okay, I got to take him in for this again. And then like you lose a dog like that or something. And I remember tears in my eyes just being like, I don't, I, I I would pay $10,000 to have one more day with that dog. Mm -hmm. Like it takes the actual moment for you to be like, damn man like who cares you know what i mean like you you just you just find a way to get money happens you work hard you do this thing but it moves quick dude it's quick it's crazy that's i mean it i mean being on the the other side of 40 right now like you know like i'm looking towards 10 years from now my daughter will graduate high school and And what what grade she in now she's in third third grade yeah so you know um you know she'll be she's turning she'll turn nine over the summer and so you know, I guess it's technically nine years, but whatever. Like the point, like the point is, is that like it, it you look at it, things differently. And I'm looking at this like, wow, I'm, you know, realistically, I've actually got to start getting my crap together and actually thinking about if, how long I'm going to work in my life. And if I'm going to be in a good spot to stop or do what I want to do, like open and do my dream job. And so, you know, so it is kind of weird how things get put into per- perspective all of a sudden, you know? Right. Absolutely. What, um, what do you see? Okay. So someone like yourself, people would say you live in retirement. So <laughs> let's say, so you get to where you want to be. Well, I mean, what on earth does that look like for you? Everyone up here wants to snowbird, right? Yeah. And my, my brother's down in Houston. He talks about summer birding, like coming mm-hmm. up to the mini Minnesota lakes where the summer is beautiful. Yeah. And to get out of the heat where it's like not 98 degrees and 90% humidity. And you walk yeah. outside your house and get slapped by the humidity. Everyone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And of course, anyone listening to this right now, they're on episode two here and they're already thinking, okay, this is ran by a North Dakotan. So he's going to talk about weather every single, <laughs> every single time he does this, he's going to talk about weather, but seriously, what's like retirement look like for a guy like yourself? I don't know if I'd ever retire because I would get bored and that's the problem. Like my yeah. dream, my dream is to open a distillery. That's what I want to do. Ah, you've mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Or, or I figured if I ever stopped working and I wanted something, I'd go 10 bar or something just mm-hmm. to have an excuse to hang out. And to, like, I, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, the way my mind works, I don't think I could be retired. 
Like, I think, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, if I were to leave here, I would honestly go buy a house on the main coast or in Oregon, somewhere like that. Um, you know, or my, or, you know, uh, I, I don't know, move to Europe. Like, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's such an, in, it's such an interesting perspective you have. It's so cool to talk to people like you, because trust me when I say this, like a lot of people where I live and including myself a little bit, you know, they want to live their North Dakota, Minnesota life. They want to snowbird when they retire. But like the idea of you, like you just mentioned going to Europe yeah. or hopping to Oregon yeah. is a real foreign mentality to the upper Midwest. Like they don't, they don't just jump out there and go. And if they do, they tend to come back like myself. You know, I was in California for four years. So, I mean, you're, you seem like you're willing to flap your wings and go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You got to experience things. And I tell I told Adrian, my daughter, this, like, sometimes you have to travel a long way to go see really cool stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, we're talking about, you know, trips and things we want to do. And, you know, uh, I want to go to Tahiti. That's a long ass flight, but you know, oh, yeah. it's, worth, it's worth it to go. It's funny. I got a friend of mine who is a, he's a Northern Iowa guy. He has never flown on an airplane in his life and he's in his thirties and he's driven, driven across the country, but he's never been on a plane. Not a fear thing. Just like, no, just, he's never, never has, he's never done it. And, you know, and this isn't at all like a dig at him, but I can't imagine not having that experience right you know like um I, I don't i don't know like i tried to get him to come to frisco and make that be his first plane trip and it hasn't happened you know because he won't come unless you and i makes it but right you know that's and we know that's not gonna happen as long as farley's their coach so <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> well we have we have to talk some fcs right it has to happen yeah it's and like so... it's like it's like a work it's like a work dinner you got to talk work to have the company pay for it so that's yeah 100%. <laughs> so i do comp you a little bit to kyler um, not, not as much in, in Kyler can brush everything off. Like mm -hmm. nobody can match him in that realm. You, mm -hmm. you, you'll never work Kyler up. You mm -hmm. never will. He'll brush it all off, but you like Kyler are not afraid to be like, this is what I think I'm afraid I will aggressively defend it and I'll smack talk you while I do it. I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah. So when you're obviously you're a Stephen F. Austin fan, you've become famous through South Dakota state. There's a cardboard copy of you uh, up at the university for hobo days. You are famous on TikTok and platforms for bunny hopping through the stadium after SDSU won last year to include many ESPN clips of you being shown. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So we have a famous bunny fan, Stephen F. Austin fan, but what do you think, man? I mean, what do you think about the FCS for next season outside of SDSU steamrolling everybody? Tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll get back to talking about real life. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One, uh, you know, you talked about not not afraid of my opinion. Here's the thing: people take stuff way too seriously. You know, like especially I, online, especially online. Like I, I jokingly said about the SIU coordinator to go on North Dakota State. I said that SIU's defense was soft and got you know absolutely blitzed by someone. And I was like, listen, man. I was like, I get that for you guys. That was an epic defense, but for anybody else who's ever had a defense, your defense was substandard, right? Like, but people take it too seriously, I think. And you want to defend your team, you want to defend your team support, but sometimes you got to step back and laugh. Like, I get shredded by Sam Houston people all the time. And to me, it's funny. Like, the, the better shade comment I get from someone, the more I enjoy it. Like, uh, it, you steer, you steer into the like, if they get you good, you steer into it where most people feel deflated. Yeah. Like, 
look, humor is the best part of life. And if you can't make fun of yourself, then you shouldn't be making fun of anybody else. That's that's really it. Now, when it comes to the FCS this year, I'm telling you now, it's Stephen F. Austin. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Stephen F. Austin because <laughs> while Stephen F. Austin has some better tools, there's still a lot to be worked. I mean, it's really hard to go against. I mean, obviously, South Dakota State's the one who's set up to to repeat. I'm interested to see what Eck does in Idaho this year. Mm-hmm. I think they are someone that you'll see in the semifinals, maybe in Frisco, because I mean, look, look, I mean, look, they have McCoy as their quarterback. They, I mean, they've got weapons and they've got a great coach behind them. And, and then they've got, you know, Chris Hammond fundraising for him. So, but oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's always an intangible that no one else has. So no, that's an outlier right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I, I've seen some people talk about is Furman going to do this? I don't think I, I have no faith in any SoCon team to do anything whatsoever. Ooh, um, we're all, we disagree on that one. But that's I, okay. Like I don't. I, I think SoCon teams are like Southland teams. They're going to make it. And this is not including Cardinal Word, but historically Southland teams, where they're going to make it to the quarters and then just just crap the bed. That's what I see. Or semis maybe too, and just crap the bed. That's what I see from from SoCon teams. I'm interested to see what Incarnate Word can do with again. It's like last year. They lost a lot of great talent, but they also reloaded really well in the, on signing day. So I'm interested to see what they can do with, with the new coach and everything else. Like, I'm not going to trash talk UIW because I ate it all last year. Yeah, so a lot of people did. <laughs> a lot of people did. I, I so had to eat. I don't know how many drinks I bought the triumvirate folks that night at the bar, but I owed them for the amount of trash talk I gave them. So. Rev, you know, you know how to say their name. Yeah. I, I said last podcast i'm calling them the fcs poll guys because that's their twitter tag at <laughs> fcs poll hey yeah. by the way you guys make sure you follow at fcs poll great follow all three of the guys are amazing yep. um but that is uh those gentlemen were a lot of fun and yeah incarnate word Ooh. man Ooh. we were on the 50 yard line front row for that game because yeah. of the blizzard there was such a blizzard in north dakota me and my buddy sat front row 50 yard lines my favorite memory of last season and uh Man, we jaw jacked back and forth with those players the whole game. They were burning us as much as we were trying to burn them. But they all came up to us afterwards, and this kind of speaks to the program. Uh, they all gave us high fives. Virtually every guy that got really in deep with trash talk, some things I'm not going to mention here on the on you know a live broadcast. Uh, they came up and they shook our hands afterwards. We congratulated them on a great season, and uh, I hope to see good things from them to continue. But at the same time, you never know, like people might also go too far in the opposite direction of last year. They had no faith because of the transfer and coach turnover Mm -hmm. and they were shown wrong. Right. And this year everyone might be like, I'm not willing to say no because of what happened, but it could be different. Sure. doesn't look that way based off of stars and ratings and everything else, but to to me, I've said the stars and ratings don't matter to me. It's what you can produce on the field. And if, if they, you know, with their new coach, he's a young guy. They've got a, be able to take that and, you know, take that from the paper and get it on the field and get results. And so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people hang on rankings and draft classes and stuff. And to me, they're as useful as polls in September. It doesn't, <laughs> they, they, they don't matter. So, but they're you know, fun. They're fun. They That's always fun. my argument. My argument's like, no, no, I'm not saying fun. they're not fun, but so many people just like, like hang on to this. Like, Oh man, look, my team's ranked number one in week two. You played one game and you didn't lose South Dakota State. Like, of course, you're going to be ranked number one in week two. You should be. Or my team is in the top 10 in week three. That's great. You've played two games. One of them might have been a loss that didn't count against you. Like, 
there's not ever enough. I mean, early season bowls, there's not, you don't have the body work behind it. Same with the, the signing classes. It's all theory. And, right. and, and until it's, I mean, it's fun, but until it's on paper or, or until it goes from paper to the field, it doesn't matter. Yeah. FBS level with NIL, Texas A&M, right? Those yeah, classes exactly. were insane. <laughs> And exactly. the money was insane, but it ultimately didn't pay out. You know, there's a lot of things on paper, Rev, that, you know, they look really good. They sound really good. Kind of like maybe yours and my professional football team that we both <laughs> cheer for, which would be the Dallas Cowboys. I do know that about you. Yes. It's Super Bowl's coming up. First things first, before we talk about the Cowboys for a few minutes, um, and yeah, folks, skip ahead four minutes here if you want to. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Super Bowl Sunday. This will drop Tuesday, tomorrow. Uh, you got a prediction, Chiefs or Eagles? We we can't cheer for the Eagles, but do you, who do you think is going to win? I just hope both teams have fun. Like honestly, <laughs> Rob, this is this, is this is the Super Bowl of my discontent. But whenever I was a kid, I liked the Chiefs. Um, at, obviously after the Cowboys, like I, I liked the Chiefs. My mother. Um, at the time, worked for a company that was based in Kansas City, and so I kind of oh, followed cool. the Chiefs um, back whenever they, you know, back whenever Montana did go there. But they had like Christian Okoye and Barry Ward, and all you know these players, and Nick Lowry, who was their kicker, who just never missed. Um, I and I like, and I do like Pat Mahomes. He was recruited by SFA. Obviously, he made the right choice and didn't go to SFA, but he's a, he's East Texas boy. So um, I I can't even remotely consider the Eagles winning. I I, I, I think just, I just can't like it's not gonna it's just not gonna happen. Like if they do, that's great. You know, they've gotten two in six years or whatever. You know, that's great. Um but I just there's no way it, it would it would take hell freezing over for me to for me to ever cheer for a team whose fans booed Santa Claus and threw snowballs at him. Like you know there's yeah. there's there's sorry like there there's just no way. I I, re- I remember um when Wentz got drafted to the Eagles. I saw posts everywhere of NDSU fans and Fargo fans being like, I'm glad he's going to a blue-collar town like ours. And I must have wrote and tweeted a thousand times, do, do not compare Fargo to Philadelphia. If you yeah, think you tell- Far- Fargo nice is like Philadelphia, you are crazy. These fans are terrible. The people are so mean. And then when Minnesota went there and got blasted by Nick Foltz and, and all them to, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the Eagles fans were doing all those terrible things. Everyone was complaining about it. And I just sent out a tweet or Facebook thing with a guy shrugging and said, told you so. I, they're terrible. They're awful. Yeah. No, they, they had a, a court at the old veteran stadium. I don't know if they put it at Lincoln Financial. They had a yeah. court and a judge. They had a court like, in the stadium. Yeah. They had a court in the stadium. Like, I mean, how bad are your fans if you have a judge ready to, <laughs> to handle them like i mean literally the worst literally there's a part of me that wants I, I the reason i want the chiefs to win so bad is i do like mahomes and i hate the eagles so there's that but yeah. i really want mahomes to be the first quarterback to win the super bowl with just a ridiculous contract number and honestly when you look at his contract over those 10 years he actually did the chiefs a favor yep he only goes above 53 million twice at the highest it's 59 million which is in year seven when they can restructure it but besides that it's all in the 40s which like next year Dak's gonna make like 49 million and rogers is making 52 so when i what i love about mahomes is 
he basically signed the Brady contract that looks like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. So I want him to kind of show the rest of the league that this is actually a quarterback that's worth paying. Yep. And maybe some franchises will learn that Kirk Cousins and Prescott's probably aren't worth taking up 15% of your cap space. Nope. So don't get me wrong. Um, I like I like Dak Prescott. He's not worth the money they're paying him. Like I'm just being honest. Like he's he's I think he's a good quarterback. He reminds me. I don't want to say it reminds you of Tony Romo because he reminds you of like Danny White. Like he's good enough to get us to the playoffs, but not good enough to yeah. get to the Super Bowl. I, I think I think I think if Romo, I mean Romo had opportunities, but I think if Romo had some better defenses, that probably would have been a completely different story. Right. Um, but like I, you know, like I, I oh man, with firing Kellen Moore was the dumbest move that they've made. Boise. Boise State. Sorry, sorry, Hammond. But like Kellen Moore, he's gonna watch, watch, watch next year, watch the Chargers. Just watch them go nuts. Yep. With him, with him calling the plays, and we have who Brian. Like, I mean, like Mike McCarthy. No, McCarthy. no, we hired. No, we hired. We hired. What's his name? Um, oh, they they brought a guy in. Yeah, Brian. What's his name? Brian Schottenmeyer. Schottenmeyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Welcome so, to the old school. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna run a gap the whole time with Pollard, but uh, like. I, uh, <laughs> My last thought on Dak is that I, I think he's as good a salesman as Jerry Jones. I, agree. I think he, I think he, this isn't a political thing, but he knew Texas and our things wouldn't like that. He would kneel. So he didn't kneel. He yep. says all the right things in the post game press conference. He does everything that Jerry Jones loves. He follows the line. Yep. So like he does everything that you would want with the intangibles and that got him paid because yep. like on the field stuff just isn't the same, but um, Rev, why don't we, about 30 minutes in here. Yep, second beer. <laughs> why, why don't I present you this box again? Okay. And what do you um, think? What I do, Back, I did middle, front, front. Let's let's do uh let's do a little Jimmy Eat World and go for the middle. Oh dang. What's your what's your genre if you had one rev? Music oh, genre. This I, isn't the question. No, I grew up on a whole bunch of different types of music. So I I listen to a whole bunch of different things. I listen to you know, like whenever I, I work, I it might be '90s hip hop, or it might be reggae, or it might be um, some good rock, or some old Johnny Cash style country. Like, um, ooh, there some, you go. Uh, some Mo- I love Motown. Honestly, I've heard I've heard you sing karaoke. You Very have good. you you have witnessed the 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 epitome of of karaoke. That is me, and so I apologize now. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. South Dakota State fans enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Go big, go blue, go dead. yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I said on Twitter earlier, my favorite memory was me going up there and saying the songs for the North Dakota State fans are getting booed, and that one guy yelling <laughs> "suck my," <laughs> yeah, suck my blank. He yells, yeah. That, that was a good Jack time. Rabbit fans were fun. All right, Rabbit's getting serious here, man. Um, oh. Pulled, pulled exactly in the middle here. You're a happily married man. What's mm-hmm. the secret to having a good marriage? There you go. You got a beautiful daughter. You got yeah. a beautiful wife. Let the folks know of FCS Fans Nation and our random listeners listening to two mats and a margarita. I'm trying to figure out if my wife's going to listen to this or not. But, uh, <laughs> no. So first of all, like, you know, Hammond asked me this last year. He's like, are you are, are you a reverend? Yeah, I'm a legally ordained minister. But minister doesn't sound this cool. So my friends called me reverend. That's why I have the nickname. But I am a legally ordained minister. I so, cannot. I see. This is why I do the podcast. I yeah. did not know that's. I never. And I always do the throttle gift to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm legally ordained. A legally ordained minister. I've been a legally ordained minister since 2003. So I guess gotcha. 20 years now. Okay. Um, and so, um, 
and my my thing is I do weddings for folks who maybe are non-denominational or don't want to, you know, who maybe don't want to get married in the church. They want to get married somewhere. But here's the thing I'd say to people. I'm like, one, you you live together before you right. get married. And if they say no, I'm like, live together and come back to me in two years. Because when you live <laughs> together before you get married, you get through all of your bad habits. And that's mm. the thing that makes or breaks is the bad habits. I think secondly, the biggest thing is don't stay angry. You know, if you, you know, fights happen, fights are also a sign of passion. No, I'm not right. saying for you to throw stuff at each other or things like that. That, 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 that's something else. But, you know, if you're not fighting, if you're not like little fights, there's no passion there, but don't, but if you do have, I mean, don't go to bed angry. No, not talk worth it. it. Yeah. Talk it out. Like that's always the best thing. You know, my wife and I, like, I mean, that's, that's the thing. My wife and I also, you know, I, I don't ever care what she spends her money on. Yeah. Like, like you, you know, I, I, like there's, there's no need for worry like that, you know, as long as everything is, you know, everything's handled. That's, that's it. Right. I and mean, not, not everyone's in the, the same position as everybody else. Right. But yeah. like, I think you're kind of hitting on really good advice there when it comes to marriage stuff is make like some of the most unhappy marriages. I think I'm witnessing now in mm-hmm. my mid thirties, every, the, the smallest specific rules and things matter to those people. Yeah. Like Alice and I say to each other, how about if we're going to spend over a hundred bucks, we just bring it up. And that's how we say it. We bring it up. We're not asking. And then we talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if she wants to spend $85 on something, I don't give a crap. Heck, I want to care if you spend 120. It's just my personality. But you know, that's, that's a broad thing, which makes you so much more relaxed and you don't stress as much. Like some, some couples are like, Oh man, if I run the credit card, he or she's going to know that I spent this 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Come yeah. on now. You, you got to live a little. Yeah. You, you know, th- there are things that are going to stress you out in your relationship, but eliminate as many of the stressors as you can have a good open communication. You know, if you're struggling with anything, be honest, don't try to hide it um, because it's going to come out anyway. Right. You know, don't, don't lie. Don't, don't, I mean, I mean, don't cheat unless that's what you're into. I mean, you know, some people have that, like there's no, there's no shaming here. What you do, what open, you do, but, open relationship policy. Yeah but, yeah. but make sure that you have all your stuff aligned and, you know, and most importantly is like, just relax, you know, and just don't go to bed mad, talk it out. Communication. I think is the most important thing. And I think, I think that's one of the things we saw with COVID was that people were stuck in the house together who had been stuck in the house for years because they've been going to their jobs and doing all that. And you realize just how much space you take up, when there's two other people not leaving your house, right? Oh, like for you, sure. You know, and I think some folks just, that was just the, you know, the, the nail. And and it was one of those things that probably put in a stark relief what was really going on. Right. And it's an unfortunate thing, but maybe it was one of the better things to happen for some folks. Mm-hmm. Alice and I talk about that. We go, Alice and I love each other to death. We're going on year 10 here. Yeah. But we say all the time, our community that we've, our community of friends that we have now that are coming over for the Super Bowl party on Sunday. Yeah. Like that is an important factor to our marriage yeah. is like her friends, my friends getting along couple friends going out, Herb going out with her friend Haley and Anna. And then I'm out at the Baron, which is the background here on YouTube, our <laughs> local bar in Castle. That's the one I go to all the time. Yeah. I'm out there with Brett and Ross and my buddies like that stuff matters too. And some couples are like, it's just me. It's just her. It's all I need till I die. I mean, that's, it's good to say, but I think community of people is really important. I think you got to have a community of friends and things that are bigger beyond just your own house personally, but 
my other my other last thing too is I don't want to say you got to take criticism because criticism to me is a bad word, but there's coaching. You know, if you're seeing, you know, if you're significant other saying, Hey, you know, I'm seeing this, you need to listen with an open mind versus automatically being like, I'm not doing that. Right. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. Um, I, I think, I think listening, just the listening and understanding and communication, that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like this is almost like we're on like love line at this point. Like, <laughs> Hey, hey be, off, be, off, off season, off season show. We'll just open up live and do relationship <laughs> advice. I said it to you guys in Frisco. I said I'm going to do a podcast in the off season for one purpose, so I get to know these humans <laughs> who I tweet and Facebook and see in Frisco way better, and that's my only goal. So no matter where it goes, and that's why I put in the beginning of the intro. If you watch this on YouTube, the second little thing that comes up, it says 404 not found. It just comes across the screen because we're just going out of nowhere. Yep. No script. Yep. It's the way to do it. Um, so for yourself, man, okay, let's we, we have to talk a little bit about you talked about the FCS fans nation and like feeling the little bit of the celebrity status. My brother in law said it very well, and I hope I don't insult you by listening to this. We love every single one of you. Um, but he said, You've kind of found for these podcast network a niche that literally nobody else talks about yeah. that a small percentage of sports fans care about. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. And that's what we do. We care about this. Yep. We like it. So we felt that we've gone to Frisco. People are like, you guys, the podcast guys? And we're easy to spot with Eastern Eagle, James Madison, NDSU, Rev SFA, all the way down the line, the rainbow road that we have. Um, but for yourself, my man, this South Dakota State thing has taken on a life of its own. You've probably gained South Dakota State followers. When did you start thinking about buying that bunny suit? And when did it come to like... <laughs> Just tell me the bunny suit story beginning to where it is now, or it sounds like you might be going to SDSU for a game maybe next year. I'm going to try, but you know, like I, I, I want to try it. I, I'm going to see if I can, if I can make it, but no. So whenever we had the spring season, SFA didn't have a team. So, you know, Brendan is a good friend of mine. I was a real good friend of mine. I said, um, you know, I'll, I'll support SDSU during the spring season. And I did. And then losing the Sam Houston, in the national championship hit close to home because it's something SFA has done for the past 12 years in our battle or rivalry game. So I totally felt it, but with the bunny suit, you know, there's <laughs> this whole thing kind of started as a joke because we had a guest on the wax sun weekly podcast who just started talking trash about South Dakota state. And I was sitting there shaking my head the whole time. Cause I've been high on them all season. Um, and then we got featured in the South, the South Dakota state football video. And, I jokingly said to the Jack Rattle Illustrated boys that, hey, have you been featured in a South Dakota State video this year? Because I have. So I think we're the 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 the, the favorite yeah. the favorite show of South Dakota State fans. Premium. Um, and then we were playing in Frisco, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to wear. And then originally, Brendan and I, I was going to wear, I have the purple and white version of the bibs that the South Dakota State guys wear, and I was going to wear that. And I was like, you know what? I should get a bunny suit because why not? And, <laughs> and Matt Tolleson said, Flat out said that if I wore a bunny suit to the tailgate into the game, he would openly on their show. Say and I, that I, I saw that on the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> say that I was South Dakota State's favorite podcaster, which he did when they had Stig on there, which was pretty cool. He said it to Coach Stig. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, and the thing with that was that, like, I let the shtick go. Like, it was just shtick, right? It, it just going for a day. It was fun. Like, no, the, the bunny, I mean, 
I wanted to see South Dakota State win. And it's not, I'm not anti North Dakota State. And people think that. I think the thing is, North Dakota State's like Alabama at this point. You don't want to see them win. Like they need to take some time off. It's great when they win because it, it has been good for the subdivision. It's gotten people to Frisco. It's gotten, you know, because I, I think that if we had attendance, no offense to, you know, um, Eastern Washington fans, no offense to you guys, no offense to, you know, uh, Delaware fans, but if you don't have the, 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 any of the Dakota schools in there, the Montana schools in there, you don't have attendance at that game, you know? Right. Um, and I think having North Dakota state there year after year helped show that that's a, a viable place to have a game. And the problem I think now is you hear people like, Oh, we should go bigger or let's move to like Chicago or let's move to Minneapolis. Like if you get, again, if you get a game that is incarnate word versus, I don't know, Furman, you're going to have 10,000 people in the stadium. Right. So yeah, it's going to be you know, low. You got to, you got to keep the perspective on this, but anyway, so, you know, wearing the bunny suit was a lot of fun that day. This, the funny thing is the antics that I did, everybody's like, Oh, that guy had to be drunk. No, I was sober. I had the clear TSA that night. I, I, I had two beers <laughs> the entire day. You, Cause you flew out that night. You were, I, 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 no joke. I changed in the parking lot and left the bunny suit on Ben's car. <laughs> So Ben has the bunny suit right now. I, no, I don't know what happened to it. He said that it, he said that someone took it. I think one of the guys has the head. Which, to be fair, that thing fell apart. Like the 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 mesh over the eye holes came out, and so oh it was like that, that looked even creepier. Especially when I was on ESPN, like because there was no mesh to make it look black. You can just see my eyes through it. Like that was that was beyond. <laughs> like it looked like a really bad luchador mask for wrestling. Like it was oh just like, <laughs> so you know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun, and you know, it was great to meet all the South Dakota South Dakota State fans. Honestly, like they to me, first of all, are you know, you guys are so freaking tall that it pisses me off. You clock tower looking jerks. <laughs> that's but, South. Uh, that's South Dakota State, man. Yeah, and like, SU fans are those guys. They must just drink milk and they're do like whatever leg workouts when you're young to get tall i don't, I don't know what how they pulled this stuff they are, they are the sequoia trees of the plains basically like they like <laughs> like i'm not a short guy i'm six feet ish six feet six you know like i'm not short and i'm standing next to brendan and matt and dallas and chad and i'm like just you know this looking up at him i'm like like i don't know i mean it's probably a good thing chris hammond didn't come because hammond would have been to like their waist so uh <laughs> so southwest did him a favor southwest southwest did him a favor but no like you know, it was fun. Wearing the bunny suit was fun, you know, and also too, in, in the back of my mind, I was like, if I wear this thing, we're going to get on TV. And oh, it would be 100%. cool to get it, to get us all on TV. And then when I saw them set up the camera and point at me, <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. But, you know, because I mean, how great would it be to say, oh man, there's the FCS Fan Station guys. They're on, you know, they're on TV. And so they focused on me clapping like crazy, but, you know, it was, it was all in good fun. It was, a, it was a lot of fun to do. Glad I didn't. I don't think I'd do it again, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, had crazy, I had crazy stuff happen. When I lost a contact and then found it from that mask. That's right. You were right next to me. You're like, I lost a contact. I'm like. <laughs> and then I found it on the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Rinsed it off of water and put it back in. Like, uh, I don't know. It was, like, I said, like I said, it was fun, but I, don't, I, I wouldn't do it again. Only in Frisco. Only, Only in, Frisco. in Frisco. Hey, we might have to go for the VIP section next year. Not like a, a box, but. A box would be fun though. My buddy Brad said he he bought VIP and his ticket when he bought it in August was like 110 bucks. And I was like, what? That's like nothing compared to like what we what, paid. Where was the VIP though? Like what they were right above us. Straight oh, so up. they're up, they're up in the okay. Unlimited food and beer Hell till yeah. the third quarter. 
And I was like, excuse I me? Mean, I mean, for, for $110? $110, $110, bucks, I will... Kyler and I could easily wreck their idea of having <laughs> doing that. I mean, beers were ten dollars a pop. I mean, hell yeah, no, just absolutely insane. It would be fun one year though to get a box and just hang our banners from the rail up there in the box. But that would be cool. But but at the same time, when you're up in the box, man, you're so detached from the game. And Kyler came to the Battle of Piney Woods at um, NRG Stadium, and you know we were sitting with some my Sam friends in the box, and then we went to the SFA alumni box. Sorry, and um, you know, it was fun, but you, when you're up there where there's a bar, there's people just talking, you're not watching the game. You're, you know, you're mingling and you're doing other things. And so it kind of takes you out of the action, to be honest. I like, I mean, I like being where we are. I think it's a lot of fun to be right down there. You know, I agree. I like to be with the fans in the action. My only thing would be if we could do it next year, we should get behind the goalposts. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cause once that net goes up, just throw our banner, throw a banner up. Yep, and have it right there every single have it time. Right there, yeah. It's the way to do it. Uh, Rev, what's what's a hobby or a thing you like that um, nobody would know about you? Besides the fact that it looks like you can play the ukulele or the guitar somewhat. I, I can play the ukulele. I can play the guitar. I can play the mandolin, and I have a banjo, but I'm not as good on a banjo. Um, um, my, I mean, that music has always been a big part of my life. Um, my Same grandfather. Here, my man. My grandfather was a musician. Um, um, you know, he I mean, he was in the army too, but he was a he played music with my great uncle. Um, you know, Dude, that's, the, that's that, crazy. Uh, my grandpa traveled Asia with a yeah. band and played violin. <laughs> yeah, my my grand, the band. My grandfather played guitar. My great uncle played the fiddle. And so when I was in grade school, the first the first class instrument I took was actually violin. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, I, my sister learned to play piano, um, and then I learned to. Like, she took lessons, and my mom couldn't afford lessons for both of us, so I learned how to play by ear. Um, and then my mom realized I was actually good at piano and got me lessons. <laughs> um, but then I forgot all that. Um, other than that, like my my hobbies, and I, I'm a big reader. I read all the time. Um, you know, I mean, people probably think my hobbies are are putting on costumes and getting drunk, which I guess living down here is part of <laughs> part of that. Um, well, you're about to go to Mardi Gras, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, so like I said, one of my loves has been geography. That's why I majored in it in college. So, I mean, like that and music, being able to just, like I, like you, you talk about, like with the folks in North Dakota, like being able to get outside your your where you live, outside of your your box that you're in and, and getting to enjoy the world, whether it's actually going or maybe watching a video on someplace you've never been or reading a book about something you've never been. That's That's my thing is to, you know, like I uh, like, I'd rather spend my money on experiences. You know, do you, do you think that developed from traveling so much as a kid, or is it just... yeah, probably so. And then my mom was a travel agent, and at the time, travel agents were actually respected, and so while very much they got things like free airfare and free hotel or cheap, really cheap hotels. Like she could stay at a Marriott for twenty five bucks a night, and so you know, we went as a kid. You know, we went around as a kid. We did we did Key West because my mom lived in Key West whenever she was yeah. a kid. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and then as a young adult, um, I, I'll tell you a story sometime about Key West and her. I don't want to put that one out publicly, but uh, um, in the event she listens to this, but she had a very yeah. very famous neighbor whenever he first started out as a musician in Key West. I bet no you joke. put two and two together real quick. Okay. Uh, and but uh, um, you know, I, I that's probably it. It's it's I've always had a love for uh, 
for travel. And one of my favorite books was Mark, uh, Mark Twain's Following the Equator, which is him basically mm-hmm. going around the world and, and basically poking fun at the situation of the world, the, the poking fun at like imperialism and colonialism and all that. But that was one of the books that, that I read as a kid and I, I still read. Um, yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, that and music. And of course, music too is, is a, almost a form of geography because you get music from all around the world, different types of, you know, different types of, uh, of things. And I just think that sometimes people keep a very closed mind to both those things and they shouldn't. I, I wish I could, I wish I could internally want to read more. I, I honestly, I probably can name six, seven books I've read my whole life <laughs> all the way through. But uh, I know George Martin, he's got that quote about like how a reader lives a thousand lives and someone who doesn't read lives one. And it's just such a powerful quote mm-hmm. in terms of getting into the books and seeing the things you can read and, are, are you a reader of, of books on paper or now you on the screens with like a Kindle, the, the Cause iPad? Because I travel so much. I, I have like the Kindle app on my phone. But like, yep. I mean, I, I it's funny, though, because the books I have on my phone are basically the electronic copies of the paper books I have. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, like I try to, to get both because I just, you know, I, I like the look of a really good stacked bookshelf with mm. all different varying types of books like. I don't like, I think some people are, are like, oh, I read this, I read that. I'm like, that's great. You know, read your sci-fi or you read your bodice ripper or you read your, your, your fantasy or you read your historical, just read, enjoy yeah. it. Like that's, that's the thing. Read books that people tell you not to read. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Like, cause there, if somebody's telling you not to read something, there's probably a reason why. And you probably should check it out and decide for yourself. And so, um, you know, so, re, you know, that, that's really it. Like, just there's so much you can learn from a book get out of your get out of your echo chamber what i don't that's crazy crazy what if that opinion goes slightly against what i constantly think about and listen to (laughs) all the time i might be upset oh what would happen then i know i would have to think think for myself it's terrible be crazy yeah, like, and I'm not, and I'm not poking fun, like specifically at 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 a side when it comes to politics. Though I think there's that, but like I'm just saying, like, there's no reason to ban a book. No, there's no reason to ban a book. And some of the books you read, like To Kill a Mockingbird, is banned in some places. I'm like To Kill a Mockingbird is one of the best books ever written. Why are you banning it? Can we? You think you'd be we'd be far enough to just be like, okay, we people are smart enough to not read something or no. cancel something naturally, honestly, in yeah, terms maybe- of like. People will not read it because of blank or they yeah. will not have it because of blank. You're going to have outlier psychos who are going to take things too far. Yeah. But like, I'm not a big censorship fan personally. Th- there's a book. It's called, what is it called? The Things They Carried. That's about Vietnam. It was written mm-hmm. by a guy who was in Vietnam mm-hmm. and it got banned because it's too violent. I'm like, it's about Vietnam. It's about the war. What do you expect? You can't learn to avoid the mistakes of the past exactly. without hearing about how tragic something actually could be exactly you know and you got to show respect to to everybody to cultures to differences to all those things but you also have to you can't just steer into some dream world that doesn't exist exactly exactly it's interesting how it goes yep rev for the sake of time i i do have to ask you uh, uh, at least one more question the um yourself you clearly everyone says this they go i've heard this a million times rev has worked so hard to get where he's at physically and just where he is as a human. And he's not afraid to show it. And that's why in Frisco, he takes the shirt off and he whips it around and he belly dances in the stands. And we're hell, hell, so 
freaking proud of you for that. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about that journey, man. You, no, you talk, you've talked about weight loss and, and yeah, just fighting that and, and looking good and healthy. Yeah, the, the biggest mistake I made was when I stopped playing sports and um, became more an office person. And I kept the diet of someone who still ate, played sports and worked out every day without keeping it. And my weight swelled up to insane proportions. Like I was up to 440 pounds at one point in my life. And, you know, um, and I had some other stuff wrong. And so I just said, okay, let's just, let's just get surgery and get it done. And but here's the thing, even whenever I was at 440, I'd still go shirtless. Like I'd never, I never had shame over that. And I feel like people body shame folks. And I'm like, why? Like nobody has a perfect body. And if you have a perfect body, chances are you probably had something done to help you get there. Not saying it's, it's what it is, you know, then there's nothing wrong with that. But there's no reason to body shame someone. Everybody, people have imperfections. Imperfections are what make you, you. And so, you know, yeah, so I, I did it, you know, I dropped down 160 pounds and, and it's, it's, it's good. But at the same time, like, I just feel like people, people take things like, like that, just again, too seriously. Just like they take football, Right. Right. Like, <laughs> don't, we're all who we are. You know, you know, I have, I have a, a, a lazy eye on my left eye because I had a, I had a, a, a blastoma in my eye. Like I, there, there's imperfection. That everybody has people who have messed up teeth. People maybe have a, a, you know, a hole in their chin. Like there's, and those, there's nothing wrong with any of that. You should enjoy who you are. And if you want to make your, if you want to be better, if you want to better yourself, you want to get healthy, you want to do those things, absolutely do them. Um, you just have to not be afraid of doing them. Man, you know, <laughs> powerful. Yeah. What was the the eye you mentioned? Yeah. The so my, yeah. So like, I had a a blastoma in this eye, and so my vision's terrible. It's really funny. My vision is so bad, um, without contacts that uh, I'm almost legally blind. Um, my my friend, his wife is an optometrist, and I sent her my glasses as a as a joke one time because <laughs> they are like. <laughs> <laughs> that thick yeah but uh yeah so you know so some i mean people pointed out too i've had somebody try to talk trash on me fcs fans about it and i'm like and which point um so yeah but so it's just one of those things like you there i i could probably have surgery to fix it but why at this point yeah 40 years old who gives a shit <laughs> no, <but> like <laughs> I mean, you, there's other things to worry about in this life you are a true motivation to worry about the things that truly matter yeah. That don't worry about things. That's the other thing is keep things in mind. But if you worry about something happening and then it does happen, you've technically gone through it twice. Hmm. Damn. Wow. I'm not saying just to be happy. Go lucky. No wonder they call you the rev. You got to be <laughs> preaching, man. You got to be preaching again, out there. Holy moly. Again, I'm not saying to go through life and be happy, go lucky, you don't plan and stuff like that. But you don't need to spend the whole day like something, you know, just realize that, hey, this could happen. And then you know, prepare yourself for it. And then if it for does sure. happen, then, you know, hopefully times out of 10, the worst isn't going to happen. Yeah. Hopefully with maturity in life, people can gain that perspective harder when you're young, Yeah, but uh, sad when you're old and you still can't get even 50% of your good mentality there. I mean, yeah, that's the way to live life. Yep. Rev, I've, I've capped the second one here, but I always have time for one final question poll. All right. Let's do it. What do you think? Front, middle, back. Uh, I guess I started with the front, went to the middle. Let's let's just hit the back. Let's hit all. Uh, Alrighty. All corners of the box. All three of them. 
Ooh, this is good then. What are your favorite apps? And I think back in the day that would be like eating, but this is mozzarella sticks. No, yeah, mozzarella <laughs> sticks. And let's go to Applebee's and get some apps. Favorite talk, apps, my man. We, What's what draws we, you on your phone? When you're, when you're talking about music, I always uh, I saw a thing one time that said ska music is like when a 12 year old kid gets mozzarella sticks grabbed, <laughs> and that's basically what the musical cool went to. So, no, my apps, I think the apps I use the most, I use Twitter obviously the most. Um, um, after that, I mean, I have like the social media stuff. I, honestly, I think the one I use more than anything else is actually music, either Spotify yeah. or Apple Music. I probably use this one, any other one. Um, Kindle app, uh, the Night Sky app, so I can, you know, go outwards dark and try to look at stars. Um, unfortunately, you know, I get my work mail on my phone. So that gets used quite a bit, and I hate that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I guess all around the weather app. I use weather apps like crazy. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> going to need it. You deal with hurricanes down there. <laughs> yeah, I probably, honestly, when I wake up in the morning, honestly, first thing I do is probably check my mail to see if there's anything that I need to take care of once I, after I drop my daughter off at school and go make the commute to my office at the house. And after that, second thing I check, it's probably a weather app, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know, some people have game, like their big games on their phone. I'm not big on games on my phone. The only game I have on my phone is Retro Bowl. Oh, yeah. Retro Bowl. Heck yeah. 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 The, a little the, throwback. A little, yeah. I have that, um, you know, but like I never got into playing. Like I know you play Clash of. Oh, yeah. The, Clash yeah. of Clans and Clash, yeah, Clash Royale. Yeah. So I know you play those and Religiously. I, know, I know the Taco King plays it. And so I just, for some reason, I never got into games on my phone. Um, even though I knew I had the, the, you know, the ability to do it. I just I never got into it. I, always, I don't know why. I mean, I like games. I mean, I got to you know damn xbox and in, in there um yeah. <laughs> so but you know probably probably honestly probably social media mail weather uh music and kindle are probably my my top ones that i use reading music all the essentials right all the essentials and i guess a lot of youtube because you got to watch all these oh, yeah. all these shows and you know it's funny i i watch i or whenever i you know the podcast i follow i don't do the streaming on like spotify or anything i actually watch the youtube ones more and i have no idea why maybe it's just i enjoy the face-to-face piece of it yeah you know but like i you know i i I think i've only listened to the 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 big show as we call it the big boy show once on on apple music and it's on my way to the or spot where was but i was on my way to the airport and so i was listening to it there um i don't think i've ever listened like hack city on any other i've only watched your youtube they may not be anything else i can't remember i'll watch your YouTube. sorry I keep hitting my the my wind thing um you know uh i don't think i've listened to like anybody's on any sort of uh other streaming stuff maybe except for fcs radio the kevin's one. oh yeah kevin show yeah but that i uh you know that that's probably the exception for too. sure yeah i'm with you man youtube's the way to go but yeah the place to find the rev is at the Rev SFA on Twitter, right? And yep. um, it has been glorious to speak with you, Dustin. I'm excited to do another episode like this with you in the future already yeah, to learn even more, fun. buddy. Uh, but last thing we'll say before we cheers, uh, give me the Super Bowl prediction, man. It'll be on Sunday. What do you got? Winner and a score. I'm going to say Chiefs 38, Eagles 35. All right. I will not be disappointed if that is the result. So I'll have to see how it plays out. Well, (laughs) to your wife, to your daughter, to your beautiful family down there in the beach, I hope everything goes good. And uh, 
Cheers, buddy. Thanks for joining Cheers, me. Man. Thanks for having me.